Hare Krishna. At the outset, a very happy new year 2020 to all of you. Hopefully all of us become more Krishna conscious this year than what we were last year. Seeking your blessings also on this day. So, we'll begin this uh, new year with a very interesting verse from the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Our focus will be on chapter 27. Chapter 27 is called as Attack by Chandaveg on the city of Puranjan. Attack by Chandaveg on the city of Puranjan. Our specific focus will be on text number 6. So, text number 6 goes as follows. Tasyam Ajanayat Putran Tasyam Ajanayat Putran Puranjanyam Puranjanaha Puranjanyam Puranjanaha Satanye Kadashavirad Satanye Kadashavirad Ayushordham Athatyagat Ayushordham Athatyagat Tasyam Ajanayat Putran Puranjanyam Puranjanaha Satanye Kadashavirad Ayushordham Athatyagat Tasyam Ajanayat Putran Puranjanyam Puranjanaha Satanye Kadashavirad Ayushordham Athatyagat Tasyam Within her Ajanayat He begot Putran Sons Puranjanyam In Puranjani Puranjanaha King Puranjana Satani Shatani actually Hundreds Ekadasha Eleven Virat O King Ayushaha of life Ardham Half Atha In this way Atyagat He passed Translation The great sage Narad Then addressed King Prachina Barhisat The great sage Narad Then addressed King Prachina Barhisat O one whose life span is great, O one whose life span is great, Virat. In this way, King Puranjan begot 1100 sons within the womb of his wife. 
Puranjani. King Puranjan begot 1,100 sons within the womb of his wife Puranjani. However, in this business, he passed away half of his lifespan. However, in this business, he passed away half of his lifespan. In this verse, purport, in this verse, there are several significant words. The first of which are Ekadasha Satani. Puranjan had begotten 1100 sons within the womb of his wife and thus passed away half of his life. Actually, every man follows a similar process. If one lives for 100 years at the utmost, in his family life, he simply begets children up to the age of 50. Unfortunately, at the present moment, people do not live even a hundred years. Nonetheless, they beget children up to the age of 60. Another point is that formerly people used to beget 100 to 200 sons and daughters. As will be evident from the next verse, King Puranjan not only begot 1100 sons, but also 110 daughters. At the present moment, no one can produce such huge quantities of children. Instead, mankind is very busy checking the increase of population by contraceptive methods. We do not find in Vedic literatures that they even used contraceptive methods, although they were begetting hundreds of children checking population by contraceptive method is another sinful activity but in this age of kali people have become so sinful that they do not care for the resultant reactions of their sinful lives king puranjan lay down with his wife puranjani and begot a large number of children and there is no mention in these verses that he used contraceptive methods according to the vedic scriptures the contraceptive method should be restrained in sex life according to vedic methods vedic scriptures the contraceptive method should be restrained in sex life it is not that one should indulge in unrestricted sex life and avoid children it is not that one should indulge in unrestricted sex life and avoid children by using some method to check pregnancy if a man is in good consciousness if a man is in good consciousness he consults with his religious wife he consults with his religious wife and as a result of this consultation with intelligence one advances in his ability to estimate the value of life in other words if one is fortunate enough to have a good consensuous wife he can decide by mutual consultation that human life is meant for advancing in krishna consciousness and not for begetting a large number of children human life is meant for advancing in krishna consciousness and not for begetting a large number of children children are called parinam or by products 
and when one consults his good intelligence he can see that by that his by products should be the expansion of his krishna consciousness when one consults his good intelligence he can see that his by products should be the expansion of his krishna consciousness om agyanati mirandhasya gyananjana shalakhaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay sri gurave namaha sri chaitanya manobhishtam sthapitam yena bhutale स्वयं रूप कदाम ददाती स्वदाकम मुखा कौती वाचा पंगुम लंघाते गिरी यहां वंदे श्रीगुरूदीनताण वाचाकलपतरोभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतीता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैत गदाधर श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ष्टप्रायु अभद्रेशु निगवत भगवती उत्तम श्लोके कृष्णा वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनाय नंदगोपकुमाय तस्याम अजनया पुत्रजन्यांजन सतादश विराज आयुषोधम अथात्यगा द ग्रेट सेज नारद देन अड्रेस किंग प्राचीन बनीसत ओ वन हूज लाइफ स्पैन इज ग्रेट विराट इन दिस वे किंग पुरंजन वी गॉट इलेवन हंड्रेड सन्स विद इन द वूम्ब ऑफ हिस वाइफ पुरंजनी हाउ एवर इन द बिजनेस ही पास अवे हाफ ऑफ हिस लाइफ स्पैन so narad muni is having this conversation with the great king prachina barhisat while his children the prachetas were delivered by lord shiv and they got spiritual direction narad muni took the ownership on himself to give spiritual direction to king prachina barhisat knowing how powerful how influential 
and obviously how ignorant he was at that point in time when narad muni started to give him this instruction so narad muni uses the um, uh, principle of allegory he doesn't directly talk to prachin bari such as if he is correcting him but he gives a roundabout story talking about a fictitious king whose name was puranjan actually puranjan reflects the consciousness of maharaj prachin bari sat so he is not addressing narad muni is an expert preacher he is not addressing him directly but he is giving him this story now as he narrates the story he talks about puranjan who was also very powerful he became the uh, uh, chief of a uh, certain city and then uh, uh, puranjan is uh, uh, besotted with his wife he meets uh, his partner puranjani both of them are besotted with each other based on their external looks and in the previous chapters it was mentioned that puranjan leaves for the jungle to hunt now when puranjan leaves for the jungle to hunt his wife gets very upset she is missing him terribly that he has gone to the jungle and she makes it very evident in the previous chapter as well as in this uh, in this particular section that uh, she is very upset with him now puranjan is so besotted with his wife puranjani that he can't see her upset because she has completely captured him and he returns to puranjani and he now tries to appease her or to mollify her grief and and uh, tell her that look no don't worry i am back right now so in these sections we will clearly see uh, the theme of how a husband is controlled by a wife a materialistic husband is controlled by a materialistic wife now in his attempts to appease uh, his part wife puranjani uh, she is eventually appeased fully and now now that she is appeased now there is time for union between puranjan and puranjani so in this particular verse in today's verse it is mentioned eventually they had that union and they produced 1100 children and especially 110 girls on top of that so and propa writes here that these children are by products parinam they are by products now if you study the general theme of this section and what shila propa is essentially trying to uh, highlight here there are a lot of uh, lessons that kept come out from this section first and foremost propa is trying to communicate to us what is the significance of grahastha life what is the significance of a krishna conscious life propa is highlighting the mood of a grahamedi in contrast to the mood of a grahastha a grahastha also has children a grahamedi also has children sometimes a grahastha also takes a decision not to have children and a grahamedi also takes a decision not to have children but the mood of both is different and uh, finally we will have conclusions where we'll summarize the key learnings from this section so we'll open our discussion with what is the significance of grahastha life this is very nicely summarized in the first canto of shrimad bhagavatam there is a very famous verse which says atah pumbir dwija shreshtas varnashrama vibhagashah sva anushthistasya dharmasya samasiddhir haritoshanam at the end of the day lord krishna did say chaturvarna maya shrishtam gudakarma vibhagashah in bhagavad gita 
but the essence of this varnashrama system is the satisfaction of the supreme personality of godhead it does not matter whether one is brahman kshatriya vaishya or shudra or which ashram one takes to brahmachari ashram grihastha ashram vanaprastha ashram or sanyas but the essence of any varna and any ashram is samasiddhir haritoshanam the satisfaction of the supreme personality of godhead in the way that we lead our lives lord krishna has to have a smile on his face and if he does that then our life is successful and he will not have a smile on his face unless our unless the vaishnavas are pleased with the way we have led our life unless our spiritual master is pleased in the way that we have led our lives so that being the goal then it's easy to contrast a grihastha with a grihamedi sometime back we were also discussing in one of the earlier sections that as an example of we traveling on a freeway from melbourne to sydney on the way from melbourne to sydney there are different exits our goal is to reach sydney in this example that i am giving our goal is to reach sydney some people have the uh, ability to drive to sydney in one shot they can easily drive for some 8 uh, 8 and 1/2 hours and one shot they can reach sydney but most people do not have that most people need a break in between and for the purpose of these breaks there are a lot of exits that are given along the freeway in each and every exit if you take there's a lot of provision like there is a motel there is a restaurant there is a shopping mart shopping mall and so many other things are there attractions are there sometimes there's a park for children so so many attractions are there that each of these exits provide so one who is focused on going from melbourne to sydney either he directly goes to sydney in one shot or if he has to take an exit he is very careful that he is not too enamored with the motels and the food and the children's park knowing very well that his goal is to reach sydney and not to enjoy the exits and the facilities which the exits offer in such a way that he forgets his goal of going to sydney and decides to reside in the exit itself enjoying the facilities of the exit so this example is when you take in krishna consciousness the goal of human form of life is self realization is to develop krishna prem now to develop krishna prem some people are capable of taking brahmachari ashram and eventually directly moving from brahmachari ashram to the renounced order of life which is called as sanyasa ashram but most people most people cannot do that so most people take what is called as the grihastha ashram now the beauty of grihastha ashram is it has got two words grihastha and ashram so grihastha is not just about marriage grihastha ashram is about being in married life with the goal of still taking ashram or shelter of the lord that's why it's called as grihastha ashram now while people enter grihastha ashram sometimes with a view with with a clear goal along the way it is not uncommon that someone forgets the goal of human form of life and starts enjoying sense gratification in householder life forgetting the goal of life so grihastha and grihamedi is not generally a person it's not that you can say okay to you know uh, on one side all of you who are sitting are grihasthas on the other side you all are grihamedis no 
Grihastha and Grihamedi is a state of consciousness. Whenever we try to enjoy completely forgetting the goal of human form of life, even as practicing devotees, then to that extent we are acting in Grihamedi consciousness. And to the extent that we are utilizing our householder life in taking shelter of Krishna, where the husband and wife are mutually supportive and always encouraging each other, always reminding each other, even if one person has a tendency to fall down, the, the, if the husband has a tendency to fall down, the wife lifts him and says that, hang on, let's not forget the goal of life. And she facilitates him in his journey and vice versa. The husband is also facilitating the wife's journey. So that is called as ideal grihastha life. And together, then they procreate children and then the children, the goal of the husband and wife is to somehow or the other make the child Krishna consciousness and to deliver that soul. So this is grihastha life. So that is why, and then generally it is said Grihastha Ashram. We will not find the word Grihamedi Ashram. So in one sense, Grihastha itself is synonymous with Grihastha Ashram. Okay? Sometimes though, Srila Prabhupada writes in Grihastha life, one should not do that. But Grihastha itself is you know, always together with Grihastha Ashram. So there is nothing called as Grihamedi Ashram. Grihamedi Ashram is an oxymoron. It's the moment you say Grihastha, Grihamedi and the moment you say Ashram, they are opposite of each other. Because the fundamental principle of Grihamedi is that there is no Ashram. So a Grihamedi in one sense takes shelter only of his mind. Mano Rathena Sati Dhavato Bahi. And he is driven by the demands of his mind and senses. That is called as Grihamedi life. Now, <clears throat> so we are continuing our discussion on significance of Grihastha life. Eventually we, we are now going to commence our discussion on the mood of Grihamedi and the mood of a grihastha, either in having children or in not having children. When I was reading for this particular section, I was reminded of a very famous verse from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, text number, chapter 5, text number 8, 5.5.8, where it is mentioned, this is Lord Rishabhadev saying, Pumsar striya mithuni bhavametam tayor mitho Hridaya Granthi Mahur, then Ato Griha Shetra Suta Apta Vittaya Janasya Mohoyam Aham Maam Eti. So that is a very, uh, uh, very, very apt verse that uh, talks about the difference between a Grihastha life and a Grihamedi life. Some, in short, many times in various lectures in ISKCON, we hear that this is uh, uh, abbreviated as the Aham Maam Eti principle. Aham Maam Eti means I am, every, I am the center of existence and everything is meant for my enjoyment. Now, this is the mood of a Grihamedi. And because I and mine are in the center of all decisions that a Grihamedi takes, it reflects in the Grihamedi's mood in having, either having no children or it reflects in the Grihamedi having children. So, essentially, for a Grihamedi, the mood in having sex is I want to enjoy with my partner and this enjoyment should be as unrestricted as it could get. Another Yet another verse from, from uh, Prahalad Maharaj's section from Srimad Bhagavatam 7, 9, 45. Canto 7, chapter 9, text 45. The verse says Yen Maithunadi Grihamedi Sukham Hitucham 
ब्राह्मणास are not satisfied by repeated sensuous enjoyment those who are dhira however those who are dhira dhira means sober self realized sober those who are dhira however who are sober and who tolerate this itching dhira are those who tolerate this itching are not subjected to the sufferings of fools and rascals <laughs> those who are dhir however who are sober and who tolerate this itching are not subjected to the sufferings of fools and rascals so the difference between grahastha and grahamedi is given here a grahastha also has because maya is acting on the grahastha also the principles of nature will not change just because we become a devotee but real nature will continue acting on us but the, the way we respond depends on our spiritual maturity so in that sense grahastha and grahamedi both get the age but the grahastha tolerates it whereas a grahamedi succumbs to the demands of his mind and senses and enjoys and in bhagavad gita lord says that if you con- continue enjoying your material senses it's like pouring fuel on the fire whereas if you control it then it's like pouring water on the fire fire can only be extinguished if we pour water and not if we pour more and more fuel so indulgence begets indulgence hmm? indulgence in itself cannot lead to a sense of satisfaction or saturation whereby one starts now not indulging that's not that it doesn't happen like that hmm. there was one famous uh, personality in united states hmm, who propagated this philosophy and both he and his uh, um, so called followers hmm, uh, went down hmm, in their uh, whatever so called spiritual pursuits if at all you could you could call it one hmm. so that is bogus philosophy so talking about grihastha and grihamedi for hmm, a grihamedi a grihamedi comes from the viewpoint that a grihamedi has a sense of enjoyment and has a sense of entitlement for a grihamedi it's all about a sense of enjoyment and a sense of entitlement i am married so therefore i am entitled to enjoy and has no sense of responsibility or ownership for his or her activity so because there is no sense of ownership and the goal is only to enjoy the senses therefore they believe a child will impede their enjoyment in life so that is the way a grihamedi perceives a child so now what is the mood of a grihamedi in not having children 
I'm talking about a grihamedi, um, the mode of a grihamedi in not having children. So there are a lot of excuses that people can give for not having children and still being very uh, happy with their own consci- in their own with their own mind and consciousness. So some of the very famous popular reasons that are given by a grihamedi for not having children are. I love my partner too much. Therefore, I do not want to have any time sharing with my child. And this I am not saying. This is somewhere I researched and found out what are the different excuses that people give. For not, for having sex and then not wanting children out of that. Because Prabhupada is talking about contraception here. And Prabhupada is repeating that word almost four or five times in this purport. So, I love my partner too much. Therefore, there is no time sharing. Therefore, no children. Someone else says, I am not willing to risk this body through pregnancy. Therefore, I do not want to have children because I have a duty to protect my body. Someone says, I have to protect my figure. Therefore, when I am getting pregnant, then I lose my figure, which I have very carefully maintained over the years. And if I lose my figure, then my then who will want to enjoy with me after that? So, therefore, no child. Someone else says, look, uh, I don't want this, uh, I want freedom from this commitment and responsibility. Because obviously with children, a whole life changes. <laughs> so, one has to become responsible. Because the children then have to be fed. Hmm? It all starts with taking, you know, with uh, clean, uh, changing the nappies every one hour. <laughs> and after, after that, then obviously, then it starts with uh, keeping the children safe from the electrical socket. They will start running here and there. Right, mm-hmm. keeping the children safe when they run out of the temple here, mm-hmm. high speed traffic. Keeping the children safe even when they are playing in the courtyard, right? Or <coughs> ensuring they don't fall into that pond. So always the parents are uh, uh, focused on their children. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when the children uh, are in their initial ages, then uh, parents try to give the children Krishna consciousness, make them tell Narsimha prayer, and so many things. You know, teach harmonium, Mridanga, kartal. Mm-hmm. And then once they reach 13, then obviously then the first symbols of science, the first indications of rebellion start. Then after that, then how to keep them Krishna consciousness, though they are studying in, then because they will go out and study in schools and universities. So how to uh, ensure that they are safe, away from the opposite sex, away from the same sex, <laughs> away from drugs, <laughs> okay, away from uh, media, away from iPad, iPod and whatever. I don't know what all are there, but so many things, computer games. So, it's a big, 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 big responsibility. And, it grows. and then ensuring that they complete their education, ensuring they get a good job, ensuring that they are stable in their, you know, in their income, so that the next generation then, you know, can happen very nicely, right? And also ensuring that they are married to the right person who does not fleece them of all their wealth and bring them, bring everyone, the whole family back to zero. The lawyer will make money. Right? So, there is a big responsibility. And after that also there is anxiety. The, the, the father is and mother are always anxious about the child even after he is married. Is he safe? Sometimes it happens that the child can live before the father even after he or she gets married. Or his partner can leave and therefore the child is, uh, you know, 
the child's life is gone married life is gone so it's endless it will only end at the time of ram naam satya hai we say you know no. when death happens and garland is put then that time you know, that time one sleeps peacefully right till that time there is always anxiety anxiety and anxiety it will never end so some people say i don't want this commitment i don't want this responsibility i don't want any children some others who may who are uh, you know very philosophical they may say that uh, child is not the only avenue after all happiness there are so many things having children is not the only avenue there are many other ways of having a fulfilled life why only children so somebody may say that some bold people will say i am not afraid of being alone therefore i don't want a child or others will say fine i feel alone but i can have a pet instead of a child i'll have a dog so a dog will be with me and the dog i don't have to educate the dog i don't have to you know the dog doesn't go through teenage hormonal changes a dog will not take away all my wealth a dog's partner <laughs> right. so i'll have dog and dog will obey if i say sit sit stand stand whether 13 years or 14 years old doesn't matter dog will always be a loyal right it will always listen and with a dog i have the flexibility of changing partners also because if i change partner maybe son will object what is it that you are doing mom what's going on here you know why did you leave my father why did you leave my mother dog will not ask anything as long as you give it a bone it doesn't it's okay do whatever you want there is no separation no inheritance i have to leave for the dog so no problem so no children and there are others who are you know moralists who are environmentalists now that's this is a very unique thing i never knew of this before there is something called as voluntary human extinction movement v h e m e m t these people are saying no we are here for the cause of not having children because we want to save the planet i don't know whether they are being sarcastic but we want to save the planet and we want to ensure you know, that there is no further environmental degradation owing to children okay because the parents are also degrading the environment so what will they teach their children so now devotees too are concerned with environmental degradation but devotees are also talk, you know concerned with consciousness degradation whereas these people are only worried about environmental degradation like once someone said we are too worried about um leaving a, a good planet for the next generation but we are not worried about leaving a good generation for the next planet so devotees are focused on leaving a good generation not leaving generally a good planet if we leave a good generation planet is taken care of if we take the planet and leave a bad generation it's like allopathic medicine it will take you from 0 to 10 and next day you are back at 0 after that so a devotee because a devotee knows the goal of life a devotee is much more proactive in his approach and much more mature and strategic in his thinking in this matter so this is about a mood of a grahamedi in not having children now because this is the mood that what is the mood of a grahamedi at the end of the day it's all about i and aham mameti me and mine so all those reasons were if you see there is i and me i love my partner too much i don't want to risk my body hmm? so everything is about i i i i hmm? so therefore 
they want to have this unrestricted sense gratification without the risk of any by products which prabhupada says parinam they don't want parinam so therefore uh, and and most of mankind is bereft of the knowledge of science of self realization so therefore including the so called scientists prabhupada says of modern day elsewhere prabhupada is writing on this so therefore they are inventing newer and newer methods by which sense gratification can be had without these by products so there are a lot of methods that uh, uh, the so called scientists and doctors have invented so nowadays they have the concept of sterilization in sterilization you, you know some people are there they are told if you do sterilization you won't have children but you will lose your choice permanently of not having a child so these people say yeah yeah okay no problem i have decided i don't want the choice later on also i have i am very clear i don't want to have a child so they'll go for sterilization then there is some people who say no 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 hang on uh, i don't want children now but maybe later on i may have i may decide that i may want to become a father or mother but right now i want to enjoy right now no children but i want to retain flexibility later on so that way somebody may think so for them also there are certain contraception methods that are available they call it as long acting reversible contraception <laughs> so they it, it has to be long acting such that way in the immediate term you are sorted out okay but it has to be reversible later on in case you want the flexibility so the so the way human mind is thinking the way degradation is happening in society technology is exactly following that to cater to all this kind of nonsensical thinking somebody they ah, then there are implants or devices and i was googling this and it is written there it is called as the fit it and forget it approach <laughs> fit and forget so which means you fit the contraception device whatever the device is and then you forget about it and then you enjoy suddenly one day you will remember then you can decide what you want to do or people place physical barriers before conception that which is what prabhupada is talking about you know, contraception here now in this there are three moods which are there there is little bit of moralistic thinking even amongst these otherwise unregulated individuals who do this sterilization and uh, you know long term reversible irreversible whatever okay there is another category of people who do, are not as proactive as those others are who indulges in something and then start thinking oh what did i do now okay so they have not done any contraception planning but they indulge and now they think and for that also there is some provision which is there this is fear which comes after the act is done so they have come up with something where after you uh, enjoy your senses without thinking then within 3 days you can reverse it so technology has provided for that also so here there is no responsibility on the part of the couple but still there is some amount of compassion that okay okay fine let me at least not have a child i have i have indulged in some activity without thinking but at the end of the day you know let me not invite a soul into the womb because i don't want to take that responsibility so little bit that thinking is there at least okay so for them there is some provision but most of mankind is has become shameless okay most of mankind has become shameless now what is that called as it is called as abortion abortion means what i will not even even after 3 days i will not bother but eventually when you know 
find whenever we find out that the partner is pregnant then we will go and simply kill the child in the womb so because uh, these uh, the grahamedi which is nothing but people who are not uh, krishna conscious because they don't have any sense of responsibility because it's all about me and my 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 enjoyment in life aham mamiti so uh, uh, because of that eventually mankind is moving towards utter shamelessness and we we have seen an increase in in the rate of abortion over the years in the material world whereas now we will contrast it and see what is the mood of a uh, uh, yeah sorry now we talked about the mood of a uh, grahamedi in not having children and we, we said that it all comes from the aham mameti principle now what is we will continue grahamedi we'll talk about the mood of a grahamedi in having children we talked about the mood of a grahamedi in not having children now we'll talk about the mood of a grahamedi in having children again the principle is the same janasya mohoyam aham mameti same i and mine so even when they want to have children the goal is i and mine so propas often writes that the goal of life is self realization and not increasing sex life and begetting children even in today's purport propas is writing that still how does a uh, grahamedi think a grahamedi wants to have a child and there are many reasons they give one common reason is that my parents want grandchildren therefore i want to have child or they can they say now i can afford to have a baby so i will have a baby so it's all about my being able to afford something some others say i will become a somebody i will become a somebody after becoming a father or a mother so they want to derive a sense of identity so that's why they want to become a father or a mother yet others may say after all i also need to be needed this is when they are frustrated with the partner and the partner doesn't care at least they'll think okay at least child will care for us after all i also need to be needed so these are different reasons some someone else may say a baby will give me some purpose to work hard in this life they don't know the goal of life kashtan kaman arhate vid bujambe so i decided to work hard 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 but at least a baby will give me a purpose now because anyway i'm going i'm working hard so i'll derive some sense of purpose so i can work hard enjoy and live with my child yet others will say that nowadays divorce is so common so at least if a baby comes there are chances that my marriage will be together at least for the sake of the baby so while the lawyer will try to separate the baby will at least try to unite yet others may say uh they are always scared that their partner will run away with someone else so they say at least if a baby comes you know my partner will be in check so you no know, at least infidelity in the relationship will will have some control yet others may say that i want to have a child because that's the only way to prove my manliness so that is another reason why someone can give i don't want to be seen as different from society everybody is having children so why we should be different let us also have children so that can be another reason yet others may say 
I want to have a child because there are so many things that I have not enjoyed as a child. There are so many things that I could not achieve. Though I studied very hard, I came nowhere near to becoming a doctor. So therefore, I want to have a child who will become a doctor. It doesn't matter whether the child wants to become a doctor or something else. But since I have not become, I will realize my dreams through my child. Regardless of whether the child wants to or does not want to. Yet others may say that I am going to die anyway, but I come from this great dharana or this family. So, Kul should be there. <laughs> so, my family, as if it's a great family. My family lineage should continue. That way, my surname will become immortal. So, therefore, I want to have. Yet others may say that I want to have a putra because put, put is a hellish planet. It will deliver me from this hellish planet called as Put. Yet others may say, I want to have a child because after all, no. when I am old, who will take care of me? If my partner leaves before or chooses not to take care of me, then at least my child may take care of me. So everywhere, if you see, it is what? Janasya mohoyam aham mameti. It is all about me and mine. It is Nothing is about the child here or about delivering someone else. So, um, there is focus. So, if people want to have children with this consciousness, then the focus is generally, you know, in many times the focus is on quantity of children. Planning is done either to have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10 number of children. Focus is on quantity but not on quality of children. Because quality of parents itself has not gone up. Only with Krishna consciousness will parents consciousness also change. If parents consciousness is not changing, so the children, there is no way that children can be delivered. Now, so we discussed quite a lot about the Grahamedi's mood. Now, what is the mood of a Grahastha in having children? As we said earlier, Grahastha means that a Grahastha enters the ashram primarily because a Grahastha does not have the ability to drive from Melbourne to Sydney in one shot. Therefore, a Grahastha takes an exit but is fully aware that the goal is to go to Sydney or the goal is, is Krishna Prem. So, that even when ent- having entered married life, a Grahastha does not forget the principles of Krishna consciousness, does not forget the goal of life. So, most Grahasthas have typically one or more children. Today, if you see in the congregation also, most Grahasthas have one or more children. Now, what is the approach of a Grahastha? They desire to give their love to their child and it's very natural to expect the child to reciprocate that love. That's not a problem at all. And Agrahastha, his goal is what? To deliver his dependents from the cycle of birth, disease, old age and death. Hmm? To deliver a soul from this material world. Hmm? So therefore, you will find that in Krishna consciousness, parents are always you know, praying directly to the Lord or taking blessings of other uh, devotees. Please bless my me and please especially bless my child so that he becomes more and more Krishna conscious. So, this is absolutely bona fide and Shastras definitely permit this approach. Now, some couples who are in Krishna consciousness, despite this desire, they may find themselves not having the karma to have a child. It's not that every devotee necessarily has to have a child. Some of them may not have the karma and are not blessed with a child. 
Now, a Krishna conscious couple in this situation, obviously there will be disappointment. Okay. But rather than getting, and disappointment is natural. But while that is natural, owing to their spiritual maturity, they move on in life. They put behind this as the will of the Lord. And then they move on. And in fact, as when many grihasthas, when they move on fully in Krishna consciousness, they either adopt a child and try to deliver one soul through that process or simply by extending their love equally to all the children of this world, they engage in preaching. So they start, they, they say that, okay, why only my child? Let me now focus all my wealth instead of you know, now spending on my child. Let me use all this for the greater benefit of mankind. So they dovetail, you know, they, they actually uh, uh, overcome this limitation by accepting it and then using this as an opportunity to uh, serve the larger society in general. Now, some couples may embrace Grihastha Ashram again, but they may consciously choose not to have an offspring. So, we see such devotees also in our congregation who are Grihasthas, but who consciously choose not to have children. But that's not the same mood as what a Grihamedi will have. Because some couples may decide that yes, we will come together, but the purpose of our coming together is a missionary spirit of spreading the holy name of the Lord. And they and, and their school of thinking is that we want to spread the mission. Therefore, husband and wife will work together to spread the mission and we will minimize our focus on our own life as well as our own needs. Yes, we will have a partner. The husband decides to have a partner. The wife also decides to have a partner. But this is more from an old age or mutual caring point of view. But their life is still dedicated to spreading Krishna consciousness. Even without a child. So, in any case, in any of these situations, a grihastha's mood is to deliver his or her offsprings or dependents by keeping themselves and their wards under the shelter of the Lord. In one uh, lecture, His Holiness uh, Radhanath Swami Maharaj has said that my uh, uh, that for a grihastha, a grihastha should consider his or her children as his or her, her deity. As good as when we care, take care of our deity, we must take care of our children. So, now grihasthas can be in different situations based on what stage of their bhakti they entered their ashram. Now, talking about children, Grihasthas can be also be at different stages of maturity. For example, the most proactive approach a Grihastha takes towards having children is by doing Garbhadhan Samskar after marriage. This is the most proactive approach that a devotee can take. Because in doing Garbhadhan Samskar, at the very outset, we are inviting a pious soul into the womb of the mother. Sometimes, a soul, a, such a soul is invited who is capable of delivering the parents itself. For example, many, you know, if we see um, many of the spiritual masters from, who are exalted uh, personalities in our Krishna conscious movement, we will see that their parents were not devotees. No. But they may not have performed Garbhadan Samskar per se to beget them. Of course, sometimes we can, you know, many times we can, we see this as, a, as people who are participating in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela who have come as uh, you know in, in, in their different roles today but generally if you see that sometimes children are delivering their parents with garbhar and samskar that the probability of doing that increases so um, Prabhupada said that if one takes to grahasthashram one is advised to follow these samskaras to increase the probability that the child 
later on you don't have to take a reactive approach to make the child a devotee or the keep the child in krishna consciousness so some devotees they may not have done garbhadan samskara okay even some people know sometimes that garbhadan samskara is there but some devotees may not have done garbhadan samskara and but at least what they do is they at least when the when the wife is pregnant then they engage in study and hearing of krishna katha so that way some some uh, the, the mother tries to purify the consciousness of the her own consciousness and thereby the consciousness of the child in the womb so if you see during the 9 months of pregnancy the mother may uh, continue to hear shrimad bhagavatam increase her services in iskon serve the devotees you know uh, continue to perform uh, deity worship so so that way also the consciousness of the child can be and the mother as well as the child can be uh, enhanced then there are people who are pious and these people also did not do garbhodan samskar so so in india this culture is generally prevalent in india people may not be devotees but still the principle of piety is, is there in in most families so having uh, gotten a soul they may not have done garbhodan samskar they may not even have read bhagavad gita or shrimad bhagavatam but they perform simantanayanam simantanayanam is very common even even people who are not krishna consciousness they also do simantanayanam which in english we call it as uh, baby shower and um, um, in hindi we sometimes we call it as god bharai so there the lady is pregnant and then uh, they have a very nice function and they invite a uh, lot of other people to this function and take blessings of elders and seniors and uh, so that the child is healthy and uh, the delivery is smooth and many times uh, when, when devotees also do the simantanayanam what they also pray is that the child is becomes krishna conscious now sometimes we will find that some people have done either part or none of the above so therefore what happens they 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 uh, it's quite possible that many devotees have commenced their krishna consciousness hmm, after they uh, 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 sorry many devotees have got married before they uh, became krishna conscious so that is also possible hmm. so then what happens then they once they become devotees they already have a child now so they try their best to give the child a krishna conscious childhood and hope that the child remains in krishna consciousness or if the child has left krishna consciousness they hope that the child comes back to krishna consciousness through their efforts prayers by them they themselves setting an example as parents or through the uh, blessings of the entire community they make constant efforts to deliver the child from the cycle of birth disease old age and death so in any situation the krishna conscious grihastha they try to increase their affection for their uh, children while reducing their attachment for their children so agrastha knows that dealings with children have to be very affectionate but at the same time with a sense of detachment and what is the difference between affection and attachment affection is centered towards the object of affection whereas attachment is centered within our own mind so when we do things for someone else for our happiness keeping our mind in view that is called as attachment whereas when we do things purely keeping the other person in mind for purely for the benefit of the other person then that is called as affection so prabhupada writes in this purport that the goal of human form of life is not necessarily to have children and lots of children so one needs to accept the will of the lord now 
in in the shrimad throughout the shrimad bhagavatam also we see that so many people get desperate to have children even sometimes devotees uh, uh, who may not have the karma to have children despite uh, you know study of shrimad bhagavatam and bhagavad gita sometimes because of the very fact that they are maturing still in their uh, devotional life they can tend to get desperate or despondent and there are many stories in the shrimad bhagavatam also of uh, people who have become desperate dhritarashtra for example dhritarashtra was very desperate you know when will my 100 children come and he did not mince his words you know insulting gandhari in multi fold ways when gandhari literally became very scared of dhritarashtra at at one point in time when he found that you know she is not having those children and then obviously you know through the process of through some process she begot um uh, children by the blessings of vyasadev and all that externally outside her womb so um we we see dhritarashtra's consciousness at that point in time how desperate he was we also see chitraketu chitraketu's lot of chitraketu's misery was this desperation to have a child we see how diti also got desperate so desperate she got for a child that she did not even care what is the right time to unite and when she chose a wrong time to unite with her husband then descended hiranyaksha and hiranyakashipu so she all she wanted was she wanted a child immediately and she wanted a child who is more powerful than indra so in modern age we see also couples you know with similar anxiety to have children and again technology has catered for these types of people also how do we try how do we have children when ordinarily nature has not ordained one ordained you to have one so technology is again catering to that so i was again you know uh, doing some research on these type of uh, people also so there are a lot of things that have come up there is something called as intra uterine insemination iui where they say that the sperm cells are inserted artificially into the womb at the end into the womb of the mother at the time of ovulation so artificially introducing just to have a child or we have what is called as the ivf which is a very popular technique where it is said that the natural cycle of a woman is switched off and she is given egg producing injections so when you get so desperate for a child then you take shelter of technology so egg producing injections are given and when these eggs mature they are collected using a needle and again they collect a sperm from somewhere else now that person could be this person's spouse or partner or it could be anyone else in this world but again a sperm is collected from there from a donor and then the eggs are fertilized in a laboratory after mixing put in an incubator for a few days and then replaced back into the womb of the mother and then a pregnancy test is done now despite all the circus that people do there is one in five chances hmm? if you are below 35 there is only one in five chance that you will have a baby and if you are over 44 there is only one in 10 chance that you have and it is mentioned that such women who go through all this process along with their spouse they need five such cycles to go through to sometimes become successful and but but many of them even after going through all this they still do not get pregnant plus all this process cost thousands and thousands of dollars very expensive process so in this artificial methods you know the sperm egg or embryo can be donated by anyone in this world it's an artificial process of getting pregnant or in some in other cases 
the child may itself develop in some surrogate womb in the womb of some other person who is not the mother okay or we may say that whoever actually is delivering that person actually will be the mother you know, from whosoever womb comes out traditionally that is what veda scriptures say that that becomes a mother but here we call a surrogate mother so someone else uh, hosts the child in the womb and then has to hand over back the child to the uh, so called parents and if after doing all this it is quite possible because you don't know who the donor is you don't know whose womb it is so the fa- father and mother generally want the child to have the qualities and looks of the father or the mother but after doing all this we don't know which soul we are dealing with and what karma that soul has brought then the whole process and after that if one becomes a devotee then we don't know what soul and which karma the child has brought so then it becomes very difficult even if someone follows this process so there's a lot of uncertainty down the line even if one succeeds in getting a child for example the surrogate mother you know who has given birth to the child she may have some karma that the child will die soon after birth and then she hands over to these people they, this may not be their karma but it may be her karma so the child dies so then you are getting into a lot of karmic complications you are trying to circumvent the karmic process but on one hand but on the other hand you are exposing yourself to a lot of karmic uncertainties in the process so shila uh, prabhupad in the mood of today's purport there was some one one i'll end with this the i'll end the class with this so shila prabhupad i'll quote from shila prabhupad's lecture dated 9th november 1968 in los angeles hmm? prabhupad was lecturing on brahma samhita and he was talking about uh, this principle of begetting children hmm? so prabhupad says one marwari gentleman hmm? prabhupad is saying this one marwari gentleman he is in calcutta hmm? he has spent 80 lakhs of rupees or 80000 for changing his gland gland for changing his gland his repro- whatever reproductive gland or whatever that you know, the men will have so which helps uh, you know men beget children so prabhupada says one marwari gentleman in calcutta he spent 80 lakhs for changing his gland into a monkey gland hmm, for increasing his sex life hmm. these things are going on prabhupada says hmm. the monkeys they have got very good sex life one monkey has got at least 30 wives and anywhere he is very enjoying sex life markat prabhupad says so the science has discovered the monkey's gland is very strong for sex life so kill them you take out the gland of the monkey and insert it into a man this is going on in the name of medical science so old age they are doing dot 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 science means they are trying to counteract the incapability incapabilities of old age but they are still failure there are so many old men dying so prabhupada is you know talking about this person doesn't have this taking from a monkey and still trying to uh, trying to beat the karmic uh, influences so in conclusion of about today in today's class we saw we, we talked about you know the significance of grahastha life we talked about the mood of a grahamedi in having children or not having children we talked about the mood of a grahastha in having or not having children so in conclusion there are three principles we will close the class with first is that brahmachari is the fast track and grahastha is the 
Grihastha ashram is the safe track. In any case, ashram or shelter of the Lord is the key component. In any varana or uh, in any varana, ashram is the key. Second is, even one enters Grihastha ashram, one sex has to be regulated for procreation, and we have to try to give our Krishna's uh, our children Krishna consciousness. The, the proactive approach is Garbhadan Samskara. If not, at least lead by example so that the children are um, facilitated and inspired to take up Krishna consciousness. And Prabhupada, in fact, elsewhere has said, as many as you can practically, you know, if you can practically give your children Krishna consciousness, you can have as many children as you can, as practically you have confidence that you will be able to give them Krishna consciousness. Then you can have many children, Prabhupada says. But we have to be responsible. We have to assess our own self and see. Hmm? Now, should I stop at one? Should I stop at two? Can I afford three? If I can give all the three, very good. Hmm? If you can give, why not four? Why not ten? Hmm? But we need to know. Hmm? And the last point is, if nature ordains no child for someone, accept it as the will of Lord Krishna and use this as an opportunity to extend love and care beyond seminal relationships with the primary uh, goal of delivering another soul. Yara deke tareka Krishna Upadesh, Amara Agya, Guru Hana, Tarai Desh. So I'll end the class here and ask if any there are any questions or comments. One point the mentioned that Rasta Shokin their children as deities. Yeah. So for someone who is starting a uh, person the person himself may be serious in Krishna consciousness mm-hmm. and the kids will behave normally when they want to go to school and go to parties and this and that. So how do you apply this to human life? Yeah, so it, it doesn't mean that the children are deities because only the deity can be deity. But when they say the children are deities, so um, deity is, is a representation of Lord. So there is, it's, it's, it's metaphorical, it's not a simile in one sense so the the import of the sentence is that we have to understand that as much as we care for our deities lord comes to our house right as a localized as the lord comes into our house and then that that's our that, that's our home deity so when a child also comes we have to understand that the child is an amsha of lord krishna so in that sense that sentence was made then the child has to be considered as a deity so we should not consider the child as a burden we have to consider the child also as a... We have to see that there is a Paramatma in, inside the child also. So, in that sense, we have to uh, 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 take care of our child as much as we take care of our deities. So, in that sense, it is mentioned. When it comes to deities, a person will be very, you know, careful with everything. When it comes to kids in that case, the kids want to go to mundane parties. So, how will you balance that? Yeah, so in, I'll, I'll, in fact, the, you, know, you, you answered your own question in that sense that in, with deities we have to be careful. With children we have to be doubly careful. <laughs> so, children also we have to have, with, with, with deities we have to be loving as well as careful in dealing with them. With children also we have to be loving and careful in dealing with them. So, if children want to go for parties, for example, this is my, uh, I'm speaking from my limited experience here. We can only, there is, it, it is utopian to think that we can control another jiva. It is utopian thinking. The only person who we can at best control 
is our own selves. If we start thinking that we can control anything beyond ourselves, then eventually we'll realize that that was a foolish thinking. We cannot influence what our children will do, which party they will go to, what they are eating, what they are drinking. You can't control any of these things. Eventually, we'll come to a point in life where we will realize that. So, that is why once Kadamakaran Maharaj said that our children will make us humble. <laughs> right? So, we cannot control anything. All we can do is lead by example. By our own example, we can set the right examples and we can give lot of love and we can try to inspire the child to be on the right track. We, 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 we can try and educate the child to be on the right track to facilitate the child to be on the right track, to inspire the child to be on the right track, we cannot ensure that the child is on the right track. Because each soul comes with its own karma. And the Lord, it is the Lord who decides when, which soul, you know, and how to deal with, the Lord decides that. All we can do, we can just be nimitta matra. We can just be instruments as parents. We cannot ensure anything. So, if the child is going outside late night and going to restaurant or whatever, whatever, roaming around with friends, we can't do anything about it. We can, we can only educate the child saying that, okay, if, and, 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 if you, and this usually happens in teenage, okay. In teenage life, the child says goodbye, you know, parents, thank you, but no thanks, okay. Now, you know, because teenage is the age where children are confused. They are neither, you know, children who will, you know, you say sit up, sit, they'll sit, they'll sit, sing Nasim Aarti, they'll start immediately praying the Mratanga, you know. So all that will slowly change. They will get a free will of their own then. Then they'll say, oh, hang on, but what about my choices in life? They'll start talking that language, okay. So at that time, you know, there is no point in, no, you know, force putting and putting, locking them in a room and then saying, they'll continue playing Mratanga or something, no. They won't, they won't do it. That's all, they'll throw up after some time. Of course, the fortunate few, you know, who are there, they'll never deviate also. There are such children also who despite all these turbulent years do not deviate. They continue going on from strength to strength. But that's a mercy of the Lord. Hmm? Now the parents also, if our child becomes like that, then we should, we should you know, for us, you know, we should be very careful that pride does not enter our heart and we don't start thinking that we are successful parents. Because Lord Krishna is very quickly quick to deflate pride in anyone. So, if the child has gone through smoothly through these turbulent years, do not get pride into the heart. And if the child is going through turbulence, then do not get discouraged. All we have to do, even once I was consulting Bhakti Rasamrath Maharaj, Bhakti Rasamrath Maharaj also told me the same thing. He said that, your uh, and Devamrath Maharaj also said. So, child will go through its natural uh, evolution. Lord has a plan for every individual soul. You and I cannot circumvent it. You and I can only do our duties based upon the principles which Srila Prabhupada has taught all of us of the Sajna. Simply worrying is not going to solve the problem. I got one comment yes, about that. The parents love the child not because they scorn them. If the parents? One of the girls, yeah. the parents love the child for two days in the house. Yes. Don't go to scorn. Okay. But the girl came to scorn. She got the institution and she is very happy. Whether a person has to have children, can have children or not, is it already ordained in uh, in their previous life? So my limited understanding Prabhu, in the, is that yes, you know, uh, many things are preordained uh, by karma. 
but specifically i've also um, heard in various lectures that karma can be changed when one comes to krishna consciousness if the lord wants lord can you know make an adjustment in someone's karma so sometimes the karma can be changed this is my limited understanding in this matter probably so you have to correct me if i if i'm speaking something wrong so in fact uh, many times when we see horoscopes you know uh, when we match horoscopes for a couple so sometimes you know the horoscope is rejected you know the, they don't allow this couple to marry because sometimes the child does not have the, the either the lady does not have putra bhagyam or the boy does not have putra bhagyam so that time you know we don't you know or sometimes it will happen that the boy has a very high you know uh, this thing where the lady doesn't then obviously you know when the both are match together then there's a possibility you know something may happen so so many permutations and combinations but i'm not an expert in astrology so um, and and i anyway proper says that the law of karma is very difficult to you know, uh, you know put into a, some kind of an algorithm so that's why you know the only understanding is this that as you rightly said proper said that you know when you clap your hands then your karma changes so all we can do is uh, do our devotional life and uh, accept the will of the lord and do our best If we get one, good. If we don't get one, move, keep moving. Yeah. Just a question uh, connected to that. Uh, so in your lecture, you were mentioning that if you are not ordained to have a child, then don't supplement or don't try to somehow or other have it. Then the question comes, if it is karmically ordained for you and you are trying different things, then what is wrong in it? So that's the question yeah so there is nothing wrong even even uh, you know if it is if one is not ordained to have a child let's i'm talking about devotee not, because, i'm generally sorry yeah. make it more clear you're talking about different methods they use technology and all to have a child right Correct. yeah so yeah. some other లేడీ want motherhood okay because the you know that we say mataji mataji means mother okay so for a lady it's a privilege to have a child and even for for the uh, husband so there is uh, nothing right or wrong about uh, wanting to have a child even through the other methods but the other met- so there are two aspects only that 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 i wanted to highlight in the class one was why do you want to have a child that reason can be from a point of view of a selfish desire that i want a child for my own enjoyment or for 
for uh, for giving me some kind of assurances okay either old age care and it told so many reasons so only that can differentiate whether the reason for having a child was right or wrong even from a moralistic point of view okay if 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 the if the parents try all this uh, uh, purely from a point of view that they are happy not caring about what the child undergoes then that is selfish in its nature and if if the parents uh, but but it's very natural as i said for a for a for a couple to want to have a child so if they do it and they take care of the child eventually and especially if there are devotees and you know even a devotee couple may want to go for you know these methods it's not that a devotee couple should not try these methods it is the mood of why i want to become a parent that is that decides whether it is a karma or whether it whether it has karma if the mood of uh, prabhupad like for example many times prabhupad has said uh, in the principle of ajagara vritti let the scientists make aeroplanes hmm? then we will sit on them and go and preach okay so if some technology is allowing something there is no i'm just extending the principle of ajagara vritti then there is no uh, problem for a devotee in using that technology if one has a desire to have a child but the reasons technology will not decide the reason why you want to have a child that is the conscious nature of a soul a decision that a soul makes so as long as the reason is that i still want to have a child and i will ensure that i deliver this child from the cycle of birth this is old age and death and if the child is produced through an ivf it doesn't matter it's okay you have anyway delivered a soul and and lord will only see that again technology is also given by the lord only no? so that is my limited understanding i don't know whether i answered but i attempted based on my limited understanding Yes, It's a comment, okay. Prabhu, I, I couldn't hear, so I would like to hear that. A couple of comments Prabhupada made about conceiving children and how modern people are managing things. He said, uh, where is civilization? They're killing the child in the womb. Generally, the child is the most dear thing to the mother. The most dear thing. And... Then they are killing the child within the womb. So Prabhupada says, where is civilization? That's worse than the animals. The animals don't do that. And the other comment, um, you were talking about contraception. And uh, so Prabhupada said, um, just, just trying to think of it word, word for word. Um, So they're taking contraception for the child. Dog is welcome. So that just shows the folly of modern society. You take contraception, so you have a child, then you go and buy a dog. It's upside down. So contraception, stop the baby, but welcome the dog. Mm. Thank you, bro. So it's 9.20, I'll stop here. Prantrak Srimad Bhagavatam ki? Jaya. Jaya. Jaya.